Hello and welcome to another episode of DIY EV Chat, where I speak to people who've done their own DIY EV conversions, or sometimes those people who provide the bits and parts and tools and technology that help us to do that. And in some cases, like this case, people who've done both. Uh, welcome to the podcast slash video, Jamie Marley. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. So, my pleasure. Now, let's start with the, my usual starting question. Uh, what is your day job? Because I find your day job absolutely fascinating. That, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a time served marine electrician. Um, uh, typically working on vessels up to, to 24 meter um, here in the UK and around around the world as well. Um, you know, from a design installation point of view. Um, but uh, you know, but more more recently, um, sort of nine years ago, sort of. Uh, divert divert into um, into electric propulsion um, in, in boats, and um, uh, and that's where I'm working now as a, an independent and impartial consultant. Um, that uh, you know that basically helps people to electrify boats. Because the boat world's rather behind on electrification, isn't it? It seems really odd to me, but I've done some work in that space, in particularly in the super yachts area, uh, and I was really surprised at just how. So sort of little progress, given how many electric motors there are on a boat, yeah. things like stabilisation. Yeah, yeah. Just how much, how little the proportion's gone in that direction. Yeah, um, the, the, the marine industry always follows behind the automotive industry uh, and, and inherits a, a lot of the technology that um, that that we see in uh, automotive. Um, so that's quite a standard standard thing. But but now that we have um, uh, ele um, electrification, electric powertrains coming coming in that are are being used not just for winches or uh, um, uh, other uh, uh, auxiliary parts, but actually for pul propulsion. Yeah, it is a it is a it is some way behind. But what I would say is that in the history of my, my experience, we're, yeah, there's no no um, there's no better example of where the marine industry is just at the heels of um, automotive. So it's um, yeah, it's a really exciting times in the marine industry. Um, so it's moving quite quickly now. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly, um, certainly in the in the time that I've really um, spent working specifically with electric and hybrid powertrains, um, yeah, we, we the light is firmly on. Um, we we, we uh, as a country, the UK is uh, our our um, are behind Europe. Um, Europe is well ahead um, than right. us, at, um, but yeah, we, um, we 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 benefit from that. You know, they can uh, uh, you know we can we can tap into what their you know their their advances. So yeah, I, I did a talk at the Super Yacht Design Symposium, right. which of all places is in a landlocked country. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's in Kitzbühel in Austria. It was when I did it, uh, and I was talking about the the prospect for electrification. This was this was probably five years ago, maybe six years ago. And people's minds were blown by sort of where the state of the art was in terms of technology, even then, in terms of energy density yeah. um, and you know the potential for sort of solar recharging, given the, the amount of surface area there was mm -hmm. and things like structural batteries. Yeah, it was it was completely off their radar at that point, which really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the, the 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 challenge that we're at now is where the there is an there is a lot of choice that a lot of manufacturers. Um, there is some um, some fantastic battery uh, batteries that are, are marinized and ready to go into into vessels. What we I think we have a challenge at the moment.
moment is that um, the general public um, certainly are, are not so aware of where this technology is. Mm. Um, so we need demonstrations. You know, um, you, know you, you need people need to see them uh, motoring past or, or a ferry that you get onto and then suddenly realise it's not making noise or putting pollution out. You know, um, so uh, you know the more we have that, the more the lights will come on in everybody's uh, heads and um, and realise actually. You know, I could uh, benefit from this. You know, I could enjoy this because electric boating is by far a more in, an enjoyable experience. Um, what people would always say is, as long as they can go as far as they want to, you know. So. And I guess it was that desire to accelerate things and and move on the electrification that led to your next venture, wasn't it? Which is where I first didn't necessarily encounter you, but I encountered this venture right at the start of my EV conversion. Yeah. Journey. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, a, a part of my, um, part of my work, I, um, I do my own sort of R and D and, and have my own in-house business projects. Um, one of them was an electric jet ski and, um, right. uh, and, uh, and in doing, um, in purchasing a, a, an old jet ski, I, you know, I looked at, looked into the, into the open source, source um, EV world um, to see what parts I could uh, I could get this jet ski moving um, uh, as low cost as I could because I didn't have a, a big budget. Um, one of the key parts, obviously, is the battery, and and, um, and that led me to find the uh, Mitsubishi Outlander battery. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, and then naturally that led me to the Simp BMS to understand how that worked, um, and uh, and that's very much what I, um, I installed in the jet ski and uh, and and got the jet ski moving with. Um, but when when purchasing that battery, um, you know, I didn't it didn't really scare me necessarily to buy the battery from the salvage yards. Um, but what I realised was um, uh, in in trying to get everything for the, as cheap as I could realized there was actually a bit of value there you know if i could dismantle this these batteries and sell off the parts not everybody wanted a whole uh mm. outlander battery so you know it started started um you know seeing that they you could sell them sell sell them on ebay and uh, and online um and then and then my awareness became to other um batteries as well that 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 pretty much broke down um in in you know in that time I you know a good friend of mine who um, is a web designer web does my web design um, he you know he said ah oh, you know I'm, I'm a little bit fed up of web design you know I'd love to be um, be involved in this and I said well look there's a business there if you want to do this together and that's really where Second Life EV Batteries came from you know um, and so um, so my business partner Paul he you know he now um, runs the business with a uh, with a, another good friend um, and uh, and the business is you know is is, is moving along very nicely with uh, you know and I, I don't have so much time to to um to put into the business but I still do a lot of dismantling a lot of consultancy you know identification of new opportunities that sort of thing um and it's always evolving you know i mean we funnily enough now you know it's not very it's not very old but now we don't sell any lev 40s or the or the no Vichy outlander batteries nobody wants them because we have all the latest and greatest uh available so um so it it's it's it it, it, it uh, by by any means it does not um stand still it's um it's no instant um process it's fascinating just rewind onto this electric jet ski so you, you use the outlander battery what was the what was the drive unit in it uh also the outlander rear motor um right get the code 
but um, but yeah, there's only one rear motor on the on the. On yeah, the, yeah. Um, it's a really nice format. It um, yeah, it is. Uh, the RPM fits. Um, it's quite heavy, admittedly. Um, the frame size is quite big, but um, yeah, it um, it's it served it served quite well. I mean. You could imagine by the, na the nature of the, the frame size that you can't really get it directly coupled to the shaft, the jet drive no. shaft. Um, so I had to do a belt arrangement, which is not so nice, but um, but it uh, but it works. I'm not surprised. I mean, that's a chunk. I mean, that's what's powering my Z3 now. Oh right, um, yeah, yeah, is the rear motor because yeah. I started off with a front motor, which I bought from SLEVB. Oh, did you? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, which at the time no one had played with. Um, you know, I was one of the first couple of projects to use it. And then for a while we thought, oh, you know, actually there's not a lot of power in this. And now, actually, if you look at Jamie's Volkswagen Beetle, which is powered by that, yeah. it is absolutely flying. Yeah. yeah, with just that little front motor. It, um, it, in the time that when we, um, yeah, and, and and again the SLEVB, um, identi you know, from the from the jet ski project, realised, oh, we need a motor. Where can we get a motor from? We, we found it found a motor in in, in the in the Mitsubishi. Um, uh, Fev, and um, yeah. realised, wow, this is this this is this could work, you know, and and sure enough, just like you, I I, I purchased the front motor, um, uh, you know, built it in and thought, oh, that's just really not nice, um, and then found the rear motor, and, and and that's where I ended up. And so you were using the matched inverter from the Mitsubishi, were you? No, no. Um, at, at the time, um, uh, our good friend Tom Debris had had just started. Um, being able to um, to get actually work work that together so that um, there were some initial sort of videos and um, but it didn't really come up um, it didn't really come on a, obviously it's there now but um, yeah um, but um, so I was pushed down the Brett um, to the, the new um, uh, motor controller route um, okay yeah so uh, I've got a Sevcon motor a Sevcon motor controller on it um, and, and I was forced down the route I wanted to go down the the, the second yeah. life second life world but um um but i needed something that that i knew i could work so actually i um i went to a um to a company up in sunderland who sell the sevcons um they paired um, i sent them the outline emoji they paired it up got it all working for me tested brought it back put it in it worked it was great oh wow yeah oh that's cool yeah yeah that's i didn't know there was companies who do that well, yeah they, i mean they, tom they they um they they do they there was a lot more that they could do. They could get it working. Um, it works okay, but there was also a lot more that they could do because it didn't really get a lot of the data from from that motor. So if, right. we, if you could have put that motor onto a dyno and then run it through its RPMs and tests and with all the, um, then they would have been able to extrapolate more information to make it even more efficient. Um, yeah. I didn't go down that route. I didn't just didn't have the money. You know, for anyone playing around now, I can say I can tell you that the combination of the Prius Gen Three inverter. With the uh, with um, the EV BMW board and that and that that very cheap Outlander front motor for a small car yeah. is a really good combination. Mm. Um, the 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 latest iterations of the open inverter firmware have extracted huge amounts of power out mm. of it out of that tiny little thing, uh, and it's just getting better all the time. Yeah, um, which is why I need to get mine back on the road. But more on that another time. Um, so so SLEVB, you start you start off doing the batteries. Um, you say you're now doing sort of, you, you, I mean, the battery world has moved on an enormous amount in the last few years and keeps moving on. Like, do you know what the sort of, what are the big sellers now? What are people coming to you? Uh, for, for sure. Um, I, um, it's the VW IDs, um, the threes right. and fours. Um, that, that's, uh, that's the, certainly the big, big sellers. We, 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 uh, we, we sort of moved on um, to Nissan Leaf 
we moved on to BMW i3, um, we moved on to Tesla, big, obviously a big seller. It was proven, you know, we knew that it was, mm. um, was uh, going to be a hit. But, um, but what we are seeing is that those, those VW ID3s now are, um, are uh, definitely competing with the, the Teslas um, uh, for sure. Um, right. and, and actually, the, the Teslas where they were were very easy to get hold of uh, are a little bit um, a little bit harder now. Um, where you know, obviously, VW are selling more and more cars. Um, as soon as you've got the um, the powers that be, the you know, the very clever people bringing these third party solutions in, then then it just opens up the door into into the world that we like to 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 work in um, um, to convert things and power things. So um, so obviously, there's third-party controllers for the VW ID3 um, that, that that have been made. So that just that is that is one of the key things that uh, you ha- you you really have to have to make them um, uh, sort of financially um, uh, interesting. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you could go to brand. You could go down like an Orion route and start yeah, really yeah. doing everything yourself. You know, but. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Tom's latest BMS will will work with yep. the IDs, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. So we, we we've worked with Tom um, from day one, um, and uh, and where we can, we've 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 helped him with um, loaning him parts so that he could do his testing, um, you know, and um, and and we, yeah, and, and we and we've all done quite um, we've done we've done well out of it, and and, and facilitated a lot of people, you know. So that's um, great to great to be part of. I'll post a link in this video to the to the interview with Tom where you can hear about his new business and the sort of the continuation of um uh, of his BMS products and other products as well including I think actually a, a control unit for the Outlander motor and yes, uh, that's and correct yeah yeah as well. Um, so, but you're not doing. I don't think you're doing motors anymore, are you? No. So we we um, we dabbled in um, in motors, and and that came also again again from my experiences of looking for a motor for the jet ski project. You know, I realised um, that yeah, there's a, obviously huge numbers of these Mitsubishi Outlanders out there. Um, the, the 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 front gearbox and uh, the rear gearboxes were uh, sort of piling up in the, at the salvage yard, so they were very keen to get rid of them to us, and um, and we could buy them a. a, a reasonable rate what we did was just um cleaned them up um sprayed them up um uh put some you know if we can put some tails onto them um mm-hmm. and uh and and sold them on to um to anyone that you know was looking to do a conversion to me <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right uh, and, but we it was always a bit of a ch- um a challenge in a sense because it um because we didn't really have a lot of information about these motors there's uh, Mitsubishi published some details but nothing in really what no. you want to know so um so it, it, you know it was it was always very hard to you know uh, you know to we we had to go with the facts of what we had we found on the web um yeah well, I, I remember that i remember having conversations with you with you or one of your colleagues on the phone and it was you know it was like we don't really know an awful lot about it but no, you're welcome to play right. yeah, yeah that's right and they, they weren't they, you know they weren't a huge amount of money um but but what we did find is that um that naturally um other people started buying those motors and um and yeah. uh, and the demand dried up and and also it was sort of you know, sort of realization as a business like okay with Second Life EV batteries, do, is, is this? Do we want to branch out into other parts, or mm. are we stick with what we know? And um, and there's enough going on in the battery side. Um, sort of st- yeah. stick to your guns, and uh, um, and it's where the biggest spend is as well. I mean, it's the biggest single biggest cost in any project, more yeah. than the car, quite yeah. often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, we're, we're we're all looking for that format, that capacity, the voltage 
to achieve what we want to achieve, to get it, to be able to shoehorn it into our, whatever it is, a boat, a jet ski, a car, you know, it, it's the same, same challenge, you know, so, um, so having a bit of a, um, a product range is important for us, but, um, but we, but we, we never, in a way we never sit still because we have to keep, keep an eye on what's, what's coming through and, um, and uh, and you know, I never I never I'll, or rather I'm often reminded um, from uh, Paul, my business partner, you know, to say you know that when we first started, I said, look, I really don't know whether this is going to last a week or a year or even longer, like you know, because realistically, we're at the hands of the salvage yards. They may have they may have they may not want to sell them, uh, or they might start doing what we do we're doing. Um, or the manufacturer. They don't seem to have caught on yet. Well, I, you know, I, I, I know of one, um, one of our suppliers that does break down their own packs. Um, right. Okay. But, um, but uh, we, you know, we're purchasing from all of the ma- major um, salvage yards. Got relationships with um, with them, and um, and no, they, they, I mean, they have the kind of skills base to be able to safely isolate the pack and remove it um, and store it. But they, um, but they haven't, um, uh, uh, you know, as yet um, uh, invested in in dismantling. Obviously, that's a, a whole nother level um, mm. of, uh, of of training and expertise and uh, infrastructure that you need to be able to do that. That bit about form factor is really interesting because I, you know, the reason I think the ID modules will be so popular is because they're still modular, unlike the Tesla ones. You know, it's it's not just one big slab that's going to be very hard to integrate, like you get in the Model Three. It's actually they're they're sticking with that modular design, aren't they? Yeah, I, I you know, and I think um, if anyone's familiar with the VW ID Three um, modules, they are uh, they look very robust. They um they they're quite contained. Um, I I they've got some kind of protect um mechanical protection, um some clear fixings position positions on it. Um, uh, you know, and and, and easy connectivity. I think is the is those key things um you know plus people are putting you know supplying uh, uh cooling plates for them uh, as yeah. well so you, you know if you want to use them in that way yeah the, the cooling thing's interesting i think uh, it, it does like certainly my experience certainly with the bmw fev modules the 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 need for cooling is massively overblown like i've you know i've crashed mine pretty hard and never had any real temperature variance yes. at all yes yeah um, I, this doesn't feel like you can you can heat them up or i mean maybe if you if you're you know dumping huge amounts of dc current into them but yeah, yeah. by and large they just don't seem to heat up no, or, or you know it's, or, or actually cool down that badly yeah it's quite surprising actually that when you um when when you're doing your own project that you that you do obviously step very you know in commissioning and turning things on for the first time and running things you you spend a lot of time looking at um the data and the the temperatures and you know look you know constantly looking at what you know what what's going on and uh, yeah it, it it's it's clear that that you know the the probably the you know I, you know naturally the fast charging is a is a is an obvious one for creating heat um but also i'm very aware of that the manufacturers um, want to keep their batteries cool um, so that they uh, that they certainly get past their warranty um, uh, yeah. uh, period. So it, it's um, it, it's quite clear that, that that there's a lot of that that goes involved goes into this as is well as well. Um, so yeah, you, you, um, I've I've not 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 um, pleased to say that I've not not been challenged by. <laughs> I'll put a caveat in here. None of this is safety advice. You make your own design choices on your own project. 
So talking of projects, your next one, which you're working on now, which is an EV conversion, an EV converted vehicle. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, uh, we've always always had camp, uh, camper vans and um, and and certainly we, our previous one was a VW Transporter. We, we wanted something bigger. Um, I didn't want to spend a huge amount of time converting the van. So we bought an X, um, uh, an X uh, NHS ambulance. Um, it's a Citroen Relay. It's the, um, the I think it's L3 H3. Four, I think so. It's the it's the highest and the longest. Um, so a big, big, um, a big lump. Um, yeah. Uh, it was uh, bought it because it had a, um, a, a spares or repair engine. Um, so the uh, I knew that the engine wasn't going to be any use to me. Um, so pulled the engine um, engine out and um, and we're converting it to full electric. Um, in the process of doing that now. Um, I've installed a Tesla Model Three rear motor as the propulsion wow um and and in that's is that direct drive so you're going straight to the wheels with that from the yes yeah the, um the tesla model 3 does have a um a differential obviously um on, on yeah. it um but yes yeah that's correct yeah um it obviously fits in the space quite nicely because it's a fraction of the of the size um but with that you know that you get into all kinds of challenges that um that i've just made the front wheels very very light um uh, so i can so my my plan is to put a bit of what i would call a house battery um yeah. build a house battery um into into that location as well so i've got some added capacity but um it's all on the um all on uh, you know the the reasoning for going down that route was the um the ingenix device um, from the Canadians that um, basically allows me to um, to control the Tesla Model 3 um, motor um, and and two of the Tesla Model 3 75 um, kilowatt hour um, battery wow. packs, which is what I'm putting in there. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's um, it, yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a project, but um, but weirdly, in comparison to my the marine work that I'm doing. You, you don't go through the processes of thinking, okay, this needs to be fully submersible. Um, it's going to have real problems with moisture. It needs to be stainless steel. It, you know, the, 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 the material selection for mounting and stuff, you know, you can just, you, and, and weight is an issue, obviously, but, but building, um, you know, welding up big plates for mounting this Tesla motor, it, you know, it, it, actually you want some weight, you want to over-engineer it and you're taking a bit of a, 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 a stab at how um, strong it needs to be by going really um, <laughs> that way. So uh, eight mil architectural steel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And some, and some, yeah. So the, sorry, let me get this right. So you've got the Tesla rear motor in the front, driving the front wheels, yeah. where the um, and it, it used to be what a two point two diesel lump or something like that, or a three and a half. It was a three liter um, diesel that was in the right. in the front. Yeah. Um, so quite a chunky unit, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, to give give you an idea, I you know I had a um, a obviously a crane to lift it out and put it onto the floor, but the crane I couldn't move the crane in my um, position, so I had to ratchet it towards my garage and then tie it to my van and tow it to a position where the salvage yards could come and come and take it away, and. The, and when the Tesla turned up, it it, it was it, you know don't get me wrong, it's a heavy motor, but you can literally lift it a foot and then drop it down and then move it another foot, and so that was the difference between the the two. 
and probably your Tesla is more powerful. Oh, uh, it's um, it's uh, I, I forget exactly the code, but I think it's a three D three, which um it equals to about three hundred and twenty newton meters. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot of consideration there of you know how I've mounted it, um, which I've adapted the original um, uh, mounting positions for the engine. So that just tried to go, and obviously not being able to make any chassis modifications. So, mm. um, so yeah, that it, it, it's been quite challenging to get it into the right position. Um, that, I knew that would be the most challenging part of the project, as quite often. Yeah, it's for, for everybody, I think, um, you know, because of the alignment and uh, and so on. Um, yet to get the um, the, the stub axles um, the, connected to the wheels, I've got um, got to do some measurements for that. But um, but uh, found the right kind of company to to, to do it for me. So um, are you doing half and half, sort of half the Tesla ones, half the yeah. ones? Are you getting some bespoke ones made? I, I, yeah, I know. I'm going down the bespoke route um, um, simply because I'm just I, I'm I I just realised that. Because of the weight of the van, two Tesla batteries in the back, you know, you know, I'm, it's good, that motor's going to really want to um, either light the wheels up um, or try to um, <laughs> or rip itself out. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I, and and it, and after all, you you know, I mean, they're a couple of hundred pounds each sh- the shaft. So yeah. I think it's good investment. Uh, I, you know, than, than trying to do a welding job which I wouldn't do, I'd have to hand it to somebody then. Yeah, yeah. It's always going to be in the back of your mind, I think, isn't it, with, with 320 newton metres. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Tesla motor, two, you say 275 kilowatt hour packs? Yes, yeah. Um, so one of them's going to go, uh, is um, going in the back of the van on the floor, um, as far forward as possible. And the second one um, I'm putting underneath. And I hadn't, I hadn't necessarily planned to, for one, I hadn't necessarily planned to put two Teslas in there, but but what the the, the great part is, all, after, as this project's gone on, um, uh, Citroen, Peugeot, and Fiat have all brought out their own um, electric mm. vans. And then when you look at the um, look at the range of what they get, what they say the range um, with what size batteries, I thought, crikey, you know, we don't want to spend all, we don't want to spend a holiday sitting at fast chargers. We want to, no. we actually would like to get somewhere. So um, I'm going to give them because the Ingenix allows for two. Um, I'm going to put two in, um, and uh, you know, I've, so the second one will go underneath um, uh, with with some modifications. So um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. The ambulances usually have quite a high ground clearance, don't they? They're usually yeah, slightly can, jacked up. Yeah, you can you can get straight underneath it, um, and uh, and I know that you can literally slide the battery underneath without having to jack it up. Um, wow! But um, but it, I was you, you as as you know as with anyone that does um, EV conversions, um, you just it's just a very satisfying process of pulling out the exhaust. Um, putting out the pulling out the fuel tank and draining the fuel and then giving the fuel away to your neighbours because I don't want any of that anymore. Um, and uh, pulling out the engine and dragging it to this for the salvage guys to take away. You know, uh, um, you, 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 you've done you've done all that. You give it a nice clean and then it's ready for that um, all the nice stuff that you're going to put back in. So um, I, I, I in doing that, I suddenly realised how much space I had underneath and it was um, and I thought, wow, I just I've just got to put a battery under there because. Um, um, you know, because there's no point in filling up the back of the van, uh, the living space with batteries. Yeah. Um, plus, it, it enables me to get it a bit further forward over the wheels, so um, or closer to the front wheels. And what are you doing for steering and brakes? 
Um, so st um, steering, uh, I've I'm gone down at Volvo, uh, the Volvo 12 volt um, standard um, pump that I you know yeah. um, quite quickly, quite easily got second hand off of from a salvage yard. Um, and, and someone's I cracked CAN bus control of those now, haven't they, for variable speed? Yeah, there is there is CAN bus on it, but yeah, but um, yeah, and I and I I guess I I will go down that route as and when I've got time. Um, <laughs> the moment Same. it's just going to be on and off. Um, um, and yeah, I've obviously gone down, had to put a, um, a 12 volt vac vacuum pump, which was actually brand new to um, to put in, in with that. So I've yet to see how that works, whether it needs some kind of um, uh, regulator. Um, but um, but really, you know, just like yourself, you know, you know, Listening to the for um, reading the forums, watching the YouTube's, um, you know, um, get, getting get, getting that information from everybody is is obviously key and and an enjoyable part of, of the project. Um, uh, you know, and, and you feel so so appreciative of people that that do put this information up, and um, it, it's a great it's a great free world like that keeps giving, isn't it? Like, yeah. What's your timeline for this project? When do you expect to be going on your first camping trip? <laughs> um, I, I, my, my wife said, ah, oh, there's no chance of it being ready for 2023 summer, is there? And then, so then I got my bit between the tooth uh, <laughs> yeah, and then thought, right, I'm definitely going to get it moving for then. Um, but more recently, I made that second battery cho um, choice. And yeah. as much as time might allow me to be spinning wheels, um, I've got to pay for the battery, so um, so it's all a bit slowly, uh, slowly, slowly catching monkey. Really, um, we, we we're now talking about a, a 2024 um, Italian um, holiday, so um, wow. that, that would um, that would be um, it. Would definitely be on the road by then for sure. Um, it, it's going through those processes for the first time, Tom, isn't it? You know the what you have to, the, the hoops you have to jump through with the DVLA, and I've never done that. I, you know, I can only um, benefit from some of the other people's experiences, so I, I don't get a feel for that. I, you know, from the the fit outside, um, I know I'm, I feel com comfortable where I'm at, um, um, but um, but yeah, it's the other parts of it that um, it's hard to know. So coming to the end, then one of my favourite questions, favourite tool. What's your favourite tool in the workshop? Oh, uh, battery crimper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Big chunky one. Probably quickly followed by the, um, the angle grinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was belatedly cleaning my wife's car the other day, which had been in the, in the workshop. Uh, rather too often and i found myself basically cleaning um chunks of angle grinder sparks out of the paintwork it gets, every, it gets everywhere and it really aggravates the wife as well when it when it, when the smell blows into the house and uh, yeah yeah you get a very disgruntled look <laughs> well brilliant listen i look forward to seeing the camper van uh, that'd be fantastic an italian holiday sounds like a great idea um, just hope you don't need the recovery services. But was it 150 kilowatt hours? You ought to get a pretty decent range out of that. Yeah, I'm hoping so, Tom. I'm hoping so. <laughs> as long as you're not trying to get up and down the dollar, mates, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, down would be all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit, bit of regen on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks to you for watching and listening. I um, hope you enjoyed this. I'll be trying to get some more of these out over the course of the rest of the year. Although, as I'll explain in a future video on this channel, possibly a previous video, I'm not sure which order these will come out. Um, lots of things distracting me at the moment and taking me away from car fun. But I am hoping to get my, my own car back on the road soon. So watch this space. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.